Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast. Uh, Kevin Donahoe, I'm here again with Andy Berman from Raleigh, North Carolina this evening. Hey, Kevin. Good to be here. Missing Jesus, but he'll be back next spot. He's enjoying the 4th yep. of July week a little too much. Yeah, Jesus, apparently he gets the full week off paid for his, uh, yeah. for his internship down in Dallas. So he's got some family down there. He won't be joining us tonight, but we've got a lot to go over. Uh, yeah. A lot has happened since the last podcast. For we sure. were going to try to do a recording uh, yesterday, even Monday, to try to recap free agency. It just didn't work out. And once again, we've had some moves in the last hour here. Grant Williams got traded. We're going to get into that this evening. Um, I want to go over Dame first. Damian Lillard, Sunday morning, I got out of bed. I had my coffee. And Chris Haynes' tweet comes out. and It yep. says, Damian Lillard has requested trade, preferred destination. Usually when you give a list of preferred destinations, it's a list. This time it said Miami Heat, and yeah. that was it. Right? Like, it was more of a preferred suitors was the list for him, and that was like Brooklyn and New York. Yeah, yeah so, big, big, big trick that day because you know he was going to move. It was, there was every day there was some other news that they was going to stay, they was going to leave, and then when there's so much speculation – you know, there's something behind it. You know, there, it's not just happening for no reason. And then you see the news of him wanting to go to Miami specifically, like in the tweet. So, and nothing has happened since then. There's been no trade. There's been there's been a lot of rumors. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of trade packages thrown around. Three teamers, yeah. four teamers, but not really. Trade any- talks have been aggressive, very yeah. aggressive. Um. I've been going back and forth about it a little bit, like with the timing of everything. And it's just funny to me that like we had before the draft, we had from Chris Haynes and the rest of like Dane's inner circle. He was against the youth movement. He said it himself. And like, we're all sitting there on draft night. They didn't trade the pick. They picked up scoop. And it's kind of like, we're just like standing there, like watching them back and forth. They didn't do anything. They give Jeremy Grant the extension or they signed him to a long-term deal which seemed to be what Dame wanted, um, the contract was horrible. Yeah. Let's, let's be will, honest. Five for what? 260 million? Is that right? 160. Five for 160? One. Yeah. yeah, you're right. 160. But that, yeah. I mean, that's just insane for Jeremy Grant. And I, like, I wonder if that's something that like he looked at. And, like, It was he wanted Jeremy Grant to be signed, but then he looked at the money and he's like, oh, so like you're not going to get anybody else. And yeah. The first two days of free agency go by, obviously. They don't get anybody. All the big names, you know, immediately disperse into their own teams. And he's he's kind of just sitting there like, all right, like I want out. Like this is a bunch of crap um, and he's going to get his wish. I want to know your thoughts on the whole like – there's been a lot of talk. Should Portland, you know, lean more towards getting the right package or accommodating him? Like what are your thoughts there? Yeah, so I'll just start by saying I think Dame kind of deserves to decide – where he wants to go or at least like now where he wants to go he can decide if he wants to leave and Portland would probably agree with him because he's played there his whole career he's been representing that city he's been to a finals uh, not a full finals a conference finals so he's done that but with the team they have right now I don't think they they have a chance to I don't think they have a chance to compete for the finals anytime soon so when he saw the grand deal happen with that much money like, I think Grant and Kuzma are probably the same player. Maybe Grant's a little better. And Kuzma got a lot less money than Grant. 
a lot less money. So when you see the grand deal happening, a lot of money, you see them drafting Scoot and not trading the pick. I think it was the last trial for him. It was like, well, I'm not going to win here. I'm 32. I'm, I should probably leave and try to find like a better situation where I, I can compete for championship. So I think in that way, I think Portland should let him go. And But the other question is like, he's picked the target, which is the Heat. And that might not necessarily be the best return they can get on the deal. The Heat might not have the assets that they want. So I'd say Portland should still have like options to explore other teams like the Sixers maybe, which have seen a lot of in the news, or maybe the Nets, if they don't like the package that he'd offer. But yeah, I feel like they should just let him go because he's done a lot for that franchise. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on the, you know, it's time. Like Portland, and I think I think this has kind of been where Portland's decided to go a while ago. They just didn't want to be the ones to come out and like trade him first. They like Portland wanted a trade like a trade request in the public, and like they wanted it to seem like oh like oh, if you insist. But I think they're ready to move on too. Yeah. Um, and those comments he made on whatever live stream he was on, where he listed like he listed Miami, he listed Brooklyn. I don't remember if he listed Philly or Phoenix or anything else, but like his tone on that podcast or interview or whatever, the San Antonio Spurs. I think yeah, 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 the Spurs. That's yeah. what he said. But his tone was like he was kind of just like, yeah, like I just want to go somewhere where I can win and like a little change of scenery. And the trade request came out, and now it's like, no, you're going to send me to Miami, and that's where I'm kind of. It rubs me the wrong way. Like it's a mutual agreement to move on, but you want to try to handicap the team who's paid you so much money over the years and you you claim you know you love the franchise you love the fans and then you're going to tell them like no like you're going to trade me to Miami you're going to get Tyler Hero and you're going to smile and you're going to like it like to me that seems a little bit off um, yeah the way the talks have gone I think there's two things are like very obvious the Portland Trailblazers and the Miami Heat are not going to strike a two-team deal yeah that's not happening if that was the case, the deal would have been done by Monday morning and we'd be sitting here and Damian Lillard would be doing his big three interview like LeBron and D-Wade and Bosch did. Um, but with that being said, the other certainty now is like, this is going to drag out. This is going to be a multi-week process. They're going to have to experiment with bringing other teams into the deal and seeing what packages they can get. But Tyler Hero will not be on the Trailblazers. Tyler Hero will not be on the Miami Heat next year. That's two things I can guarantee you. Tyler Hero is going to have a new team. Um, and we, that's the thing. We don't know who it is. There's speculation like San Antonio and Brooklyn, but like two teams that are kind of interested in Dame, I don't know why you know Brooklyn brings on Hero's contract and then has to send out salaries. Like yeah. to, me, that se- to me, that seems unattractive for Brooklyn. Um, and you talk about the other teams, Philly, New York. New York is like, New York's probably not, right? Like Dane yeah. Brunson. It's it's kind of out of the way for them. Philly, and here's where it gets interesting. I was listening to Woj's or not Woj, uh, Wendy's podcast this morning. And he I think this quote was floating around like all week. It was about Maxi. Like Maxi would have to be in the deal going somewhere, whether that's Brooklyn or Portland. Yeah. Or Miami or whatever. Not Miami. Um but he said that Philly has been very aggressive in saying that Maxie's off the table completely. Yeah, I think he so. He had too. some quote about like 
prime Jordan, prime LeBron, prime Giannis, like not picking up the phone. Yeah. So does it seem like they're overrating Maxi a little bit? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. If you're Philly, like Embiid should be your priority. Why are you acting like Maxi's like his number two, like hand in hand? Like Maxi's, Maxi's like a little bit lower than Halliburton even. Yeah, he is lower than Halliburton. I'll say that too. But yeah, going back to the train thing, I think, I think there's like a 50% chance it's going to be the Heat. It just, who who wants to take Tyler Hero is the question. Because obviously, from what we see in the Blazers, don't want Tyler Hero. So it just depends which team wants to take on the Tyler Hero contract and send out salaries. The Nets, you said. So the Nets have, they could, like, I think Dinwiddie's earning a lot of money. So Heat could he cover He's a in lot the $20 million range. Yeah. yeah so he'd cover a significant portion of the Hero salary if they want to get Tyler Hero, and he'd actually replace Dinwiddie in the lineup. So, I guess it makes sense in that way if they want to get younger there. But, I don't know. See, that's where, like, that's where you lose me there because if you're Portland, like, you're sending Lillard, Hero's going to Brooklyn, and you're bringing in Spencer Dinwiddie to, what, mentor Scoot? Like, that that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, why are you going out and getting another guard? But see, Wouldn't you want a two or a three? Yeah, but what I think might happen is Miami's gonna send. They have. I think they have two first rounders, twenty twenty eight and twenty thirty. Right. They have they two. Can they can those. offer two. Yeah. They they're gonna send. They have to send those. Like, there's no yeah. way it's happening without the two picks. And then Brooklyn has a boatload of picks from the Phoenix trade. So they, if they send out a first round pick two, and Miami's like two picks and maybe Haquez or something just to sweeten the deal or something, because that's like selling at the top. Because Haquez had just like a fucking awesome, um, like awesome summer league game. So. It just depends. I think that might be the best option there would be a three-teamer with Brooklyn, Miami, and the Blazers. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's the most popular, like most obvious uh, obvious choice. Another name in there that's kind of been thrown around is Ben Simmons. And that's where, like, no, I, you, I just don't know. I, I don't think Ben Simmons. I mean, Blazers Like, in it. the end, no. That seems a little bit unrealistic. And I was yeah. going to talk about this when we get to, to Cam Johnson's deal later. Um, but I'll just bring it up now because you talked about Dinwiddie's contract. Brooklyn also, like, in that in the, all those picks they got from Phoenix in the Durant trade, they also picked up like, an 18-something million TPE. So, you know, they bring in Hero. They don't necessarily have to send out a ton of salaries. Like, if you look at – if you go through their lineup and who they have, like, guys on, like, 9 million, you know, you want to replace – the 27 that Hero's bringing in, you got yeah. the 18 million. You got to send about nine out. They got Royce O'Neal and Nick Claxton. And then after that, it's like a bunch of minimums. Uh, Seth Curry's at four. Yeah. And like to me, like Royce O'Neal, maybe even DFS, like those are two guys that might be going to Portland in that deal. Um, I think Royce, between the two, I actually think Royce might be the better, the better fit and the better contract for Portland. Yeah. Um, I, just sorry. I think so too. I think Royce yeah. would be the better option, and, and I don't think they're trading Claxton. I think he's too important to the to the Nets. Yeah, no, Claxton will be Claxton will be in uh, in Brooklyn. Him, Bridges, uh, and Cam Johnson they're gonna be in Brooklyn. Like I've heard that from multiple people um, leading up to the trade talks uh, yeah. before the trade uh, request. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I want to transition back to Philly a little bit. We talked about Maxi being unavailable, and 
you you ask yourself, all right, if he's not available for trade, why didn't you extend him? He he was one of those guys that was eligible. Why why not extend him? So actually, I saw something related to the Maxi thing. I think so. This is a tweet on Twitter from some reporters. I don't like maybe Ramona Shelbourne, if I remember correctly. She so, yeah, she's got contact in Philly. Yeah, she's a pretty reliable source. Yeah. yeah. So she said that the reason they didn't extend Maxi, unlike a, whatever the max they could give him, was because they wanted to keep flexibility for this year so he can get more money next year. That's the whole reason why they didn't expand him, extend him. I've heard something something similar to that. The yeah. flexibility part, yes. Um, if, you go through, if you go through their payroll, the guys that they have on deals, they didn't want to trade Harris. They didn't want to trade Maxi. Yeah. And you look through the rest of their contracts and Pat Bev signed there. A lot of guys were getting player options. Pat yeah. Bev did get a player option. Um, I think Philly is kind of trying to position themselves a little bit for next year, next yeah. summer. Um, and the Harden, the Harden thing kind of just blew everything up a little bit in that aspect, which, by the way, he was at Michael Rubin's party this past weekend yeah, why, with why, Tobias Harris. Yes. And Joel Embiid. I, I said like, no. I, he's probably just going to end up staying in Philly. I think, you know, yeah. that that whole player option thing, you know, he was mad that they probably didn't do as well as he thought they were going to do after he took a pay cut. Um, and they probably didn't want to pay him a ton in the extension. They don't want to give him a long-term deal. Uh, and so he he's probably hot at the time just requesting a trade after opting in. Um, and the opt-in, the more I've thought about it and I've done some reading, the opt-in, like, like that just signals to you, like, he knows, like, if I if I hit free agency, I'm not getting $30 million, period. No, I, Nobody's that. giving me $30 million. Yeah. So, it's a small market. Um, I, I think Philly's going to run it back. I think, But I think Philly is running it back because a lot of their contracts next year are expiring. They're going to have Joel. They're still going to have Joel. Whatever happens with Harden is going to happen. They're either going to bring pieces in or they're going to have him expiring next year anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're they're positioning themselves rather well to make a big signing next year if things go south this year. Probably in a last like a last ditch effort to keep Joel Embiid on the team. Yeah. However disgruntled he is at the end of April next year or May, whenever they lose in the second <laughs> round again. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say there. <laughs> Um, I got yeah. the Clippers uh, in the Harden trade. If, yeah, the, if Harden's I, traded, it's... I was going to say that, too. The Clippers and the Sixers are like two, li- two teams that are linked a lot yeah. this summer. Yeah. So maybe, I just thought like maybe a wild thought would be like the Blazers, Clippers, and the Sixers, where Harden goes to LAC, Lillard to Philly, and like all the young guys, so Terrence Mann, all the sixer, all the Clippers, young dudes to Portland, and a boatload of picks to Portland. Yeah, I think that's why. I think that's why Portland's a little bit hesitant right now because I think there's there's a world before all this Maxi news came out about him not being tradable. I think they thought there was a world where they could get Harden to go to Miami. They could send Dame to Philly, right? And it's like Miami. Okay, you don't get Dame, you don't end up with nothing. You already lost Struess and Vincent. Yeah, not filling that with Josh Richardson. And then 
they're going to bring in either Tyrese Maxey in that trade, or you just kick Miami out of the deal. You send – no, this is what I was going to say. Sorry. They're going to have L.A. in there instead of Miami. Dame to Philly, Harden to the Clippers, like you said. Yeah. But that Terrence and Mann and Tyrese Maxey duo was going to come possibly to Portland. And maybe you throw in Daniel House in there, or you throw in you know, Marcus, Marcus Morris, you know, yeah. Nick Batum, one of those guys. That's a pretty good return. And then yeah. whatever picks you get. I, f- I feel that might be a possibility, but you never know. It's the NBA, so anything yeah. can happen. I think that whole, the whole maxi man, you know, if you get both of those guys, like, I think that's where you, you put the phone down and you just, you tell Dame, like, Philly. Philly, yeah. you're going to Philly. Um, a lot of people still think that outside of, uh, outside of Miami, Philly's a better possibility for Dame than Brooklyn, which at this point, I think I'd, I'd probably agree. Um, Brooklyn, they have, they have the assets, but with like the players that they have, it seems like they're just more of a, a facilitator for the three team. Like, yeah. They're not going to get Dame in that deal. There's no way at, at this point, in my opinion. I don't think there's any avenue where they could actually, you know, get a two team deal done with Brooklyn or Miami. And yep. if Brooklyn's in a three team trade, they're not the ones getting, getting Damian Lillard. I, I don't think so, too. I mean, it would be seeing Bridges and him and Cam Johnson and Claxton would be kind of cool, but they're yeah. not contenders. So I don't think Dame. I don't think they, they, Dame wants to go to a non-contender at this point in his career. No, no. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's so hard to gauge, like, what they are. With them last year, like, they went on that big win streak with KD and Kyrie. KD might have even been hurt during it. Um, and they made that deal, those two deals at the same time. They bring in Bridges, all these young guys. And it felt like that team was kind of limping into the playoffs a little bit. Yeah. And obviously they got swept, so... I think there's a little bit of hesitation there for Dame. Like, man, if I go there, like, this is a team that if they were together the whole year last year, they'd probably like a play-in team, lower play-in team. Um, so I don't blame him. Uh, Brooklyn's weird. Brooklyn's going to be weird. Yeah. I, I hope – I do hope they get Hero if that happens. I think that'd be a cool a cool trio to watch, Hero, Bridges, Johnson. You want to move on from the Dame saga? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting sick and tired of Damian Lillard at this point. It's just, fun, though, because we got something to talk about. Yeah, I wish I could just go into hibernation and wake up and just find out what they did. Like, at this <laughs> point, there's just so much speculation. Um, let's talk about the Lakers. Fitting with yeah. Jesus not here, that we talk about everything the Lakers did. Because I'm going to be hard <laughs> on them with him gone. Um, they got Tarian Prince, I think, was the first move they made. Um, and then they ended up getting Cam Reddish in free agency. Uh, and they added Gabe Vincent, who, by the way, like you talk about him maybe starting over D'Angelo Russell. Like to me, that's whatever. They're pretty, they're pretty like similar. Vincent's probably a little bit better in the playoffs. I don't want to ignore those last two playoff runs, but mm-hmm. the thing to me is like Vincent. Vincent's not that old now. Like Rob Palinka sneakily just resigns the Vincent or not the Vincent resigns both Hachimura and Reeves. And he brings in Vincent, and all of a sudden, like, you talk about LeBron, you know, leaving to play with Bronny next year, maybe, and AD wants out and goes to play for a contender. you still got a, a decent core there, depending on, you know, the steps that Reeves takes and yeah. Christie takes. But I, I honestly, like, I'm looking at the moves they made, and I'm like, okay, like, 
is this a contender? Like, are they trying to win now? Or are they building for the future more? Like, it was weird. It was weird for me. I don't know what you thought. Yeah. So what I think, they, they spent a lot of money. So that's a big thing, too. They filled up their cap space for sure. But I kind of like the moves because the deal they got on Reeves is It was not, great. It was not, very good. Everybody was like, it's going to be like 90 million for four years or yeah. 85 or something like that. And it was well, like. Well, what they did, what they did is they kind of waited and they basically like, they put this like memo out there unspoken, but like, we're going to, we're going to match whatever you guys offer. So yeah. like, you know, you guys, you're going to wait all this time and wait, waste free agency time to send Reeves an offer sheet that we're going to match anyway. And Reeves ended up not getting any offer sheets probably. Yeah. So they just signed him. Um, and they moved on, which brilliant by Polinka, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, which is like a decent game theory strategy because, like, you just, like, anybody else could have gotten him because if that somebody offered him 95, the Lakers, I don't know if they're going to match that $95 million contract. So they probably give up on Hachimura at that point. Yeah, have to think. that way they couldn't have re-signed Rui. So it just, they gamed it perfectly and they got both of them. Rui was... 17, I think, 17 million per year, 51 million, which is okay. Yeah, it was something along those lines. Yeah. I can pull it up, but yeah. But it's okay if they want to bring back whatever they had last year and add Vincent to it. Reeves, or Hachimura was 17. You're right. Yeah. And um, the other signing they had was D'Lo, which is, I don't know if I like the D'Lo signing for. I, I think, didn't. Like, I'll 30, tell you that right now. I did not. Yeah. Which didn't make a lot of sense to me with them having Vincent too. I know they lost shooters, so they lost some guard play, but still, I don't know. I don't. D'Lo is just like a hit or miss every day. Either he'll yeah. shoot like sixty-six percent from three and have like thirty-five, or he'll take a bunch of twenty shots and hit nothing. And I don't know if the Lakers want that. But there's also they might. The other thing was I the thought uh, behind the trade might be that they might actually trade him mid-year or something because they gave him it's so possible. much money. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think might be a play for them. If not, I don't like the D'Lo trade. The D'Lo signing at all. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think that you bring Vincent off the bench. I think, you know, you've got enough scoring in that starting lineup that D'Lo and his play style, like, who knows? It might be better served coming off the bench. You know, he comes in, he gives you some timely shooting if you need it. It's less, I feel like it's, it's almost less pressure on him to put up the volume that he does as a starter which yeah. it could be detrimental. You know, he comes in 0 for 3, but some nights maybe comes in 3 for 3. Like, I think it's a, it's an interesting dynamic with that, you know, 1-2 guard combo. Um, what I wanted to say about the Lakers is like, I'll be honest, I don't think they got any better. I, I don't think they got any better. And that, that may sound crazy, but I mean, you know, now you've got Gabe Vincent at point. It helps you a little bit, but like, LeBron's going to regress again. I can guarantee you. LeBron, LeBron is not going to keep scoring um, at the rate that he did last year. He may go down two points per game, but the point is, like, I was looking for them to make a big splash on a point guard and let go of Hachimura, I think. I know it's not what they wanted, but if I think if I was going to label them as a contender this year, uh, these moves probably not what I had in mind, personally. You I think, think they're... Yeah, I think they're still going to be a contender because last year they were... I mean, they lost to the championship winner, so it's not like they didn't yeah. play well. They lost to the- and those games were close. You got to give them credit. Yeah. That was a good series. 
Yeah, so they made it all the way to face the best team in the league, and they lost to them. And it's pretty much the same team from last year. You might say Reeves might get a little better. Rui might get a little better with the full year with the team. So there is option for like them getting just better. But yeah, if they want to win the championship, I don't think I don't think they I don't think they did that any any of the deals made a splash on that front. I think the main thing and the reason I was comparing it to them being a contender or not is I was like, if you take Memphis's squad right now and you put John in the lineup and they're healthy and you throw them at LA in a playoff series right now, everybody healthy, I think yeah. Memphis walks them like five games, maybe six. I, I don't think that LA can compete with the likes of Memphis, Phoenix, or Denver at this point, even though Denver, Denver has had a horrible offseason. <laughs> Like yeah. one of the worst in the league. Like losers of free agency I have on here. Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets. So there's that. But still, like, if you're trying to win a championship, you have to get better. You you have to take a step. And I they didn't take a step to me. No. I don't want to talk about the Lakers anymore. Yeah. I don't like the Lakers. We'll leave that to Jesus when he comes back. Um, I got the Bucks on here next. I, I want to hear what you thought about them bringing everybody back. Obviously, they got Beasley, but I was surprised. I don't know. So, it's pretty much the same team. They got Beasley back. They got the other Lopez brother. So, they got that. So, they can maybe trick people with it running the twin game. But I'm just thinking about sitting here in April and watching them in a playoff series against the Celtics. And I'm watching Brooke and Giannis in the lineup. And then Robin and Thanasis are on the bench just losing their minds. Yeah. I can see it now. And it's going to annoy me so much. You got that. Oh, my God. But, no. But I don't know how that works out. And the other thing is, I think whatever decisions they make in the free agency is based on whatever Giannis says yes to. I think they're consulting him at every point in the decision because they have to. Because if he, like, wants to leave, it's over from Milwaukee. So they're trying to – whatever they make decision they make is, like, signed by Giannis, I'd say. So they, they've got that. They've got him for a long time, I think. And then they got a new head coach, Adrian Griffin, I think. That's his name. I don't know much yeah. about it, but I guess maybe he can do a better job than Bud. I don't know. So they've, 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 sure. got, they've got a new head coach who can maybe change things yeah. up. I'm sure that'll capture the locker room a little bit and then bring everybody back. It, it maintains a culture of a team that, I mean, last year probably, I'm not going to throw dirt on Miami, but if Giannis was fully healthy, who knows, right? And you know. there's got to be a belief in that locker room that, like, they're still who they were the past few years, despite, you know, losing a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that being said, I do believe that this is it for them. Like, they're either going to win it all this year and, like, maybe move on from one of those core four because, I mean, you're going to lose somebody. You win a championship, you're going to lose somebody. Or they're going to lose in the Eastern Conference again, and Giannis is gone, I think. I, I like I, I know I'm probably speaking from what I hope happens, but <laughs> at the same time, like, how long is he going to stay there? He's he's not young. He, he's getting into his thirties almost. He's yeah. almost thirty. I think he's twenty nine. Um, and he's got three teammates who are all over thirty, and probably like you know we look at Brooke Lopez. How how much longer is he going to keep doing this? Um, Chris Middleton shot fairly poorly, I think, in the Miami series. Drew Holiday maybe shot poorly, um, but both those guys are older. Like I don't know how long they can keep this together 
and just not win. Like you are the oldest team in the league and you're not winning. Like what do you what do you do from here? You don't have draft picks. I mean, you're not bringing in quality young players. Like no offense to Malik Beasley. Like he's going to play less of a role than Grayson Allen next year probably. He's probably going to be what Pat Connaughton just was. Yeah. So by the way, like fell out of the rotation completely after annihilating the Celtics in the 2021 uh 2022 Eastern Conference semifinals. Like, I don't yeah. know why he doesn't get better minutes, um, but I, I think this is it. And I think when we talk about Philly and Boston positioning themselves next for next summer, like I think that's probably for Giannis and Luca, right? I think one of those two probably, in all likelihood, is going to have a disappointing end of their season unless they face off in the finals. Who knows? But probably going to have a disappointing end of their season. We're going to be sitting here in ten months, and both of them are going to be like, you know, like that guy's probably gone. Like this is going to be a big change in the NBA. And it feels like after we have a free agency like this, that's light, like next year we're just due for Armageddon, like completely. Is that like, that seems yeah. accurate. I don't know. That, that seems to be what happens in the NBA. Um, we don't have to spend too much time on the nets. Do you have any last thoughts on on Milwaukee before we move on? Um, yeah, no, I just think Giannis is 28. So, he is a little younger than I thought he was, but twenty eight. Yeah, he is twenty eight. Oh, yeah. So, I think I th- I just think whatever decisions they're making right now is everything approved by Giannis. So I think he, if he's making these decisions, then he might just stay a little longer and just run out his contract. Because if he has say on everything, I think he has. He has to have say on everything because yeah. he's their dude who's like. Their whole franchise, basically. But yeah, I think we well, can. It's also like, what else do you do? Like, yeah. what if you don't bring back Brooke? What do you do? You don't have cap room, and like, who are you going to trade for? Are you going to go trade for James Harden? And <laughs> like James Harden, Giannis? No, oh, Damian okay. Lillard. They they don't want Drew Holiday in the deal. Like, I don't think they're very. I don't think I think the options for Milwaukee were very limited, and it's like okay, like we're either going to bring these guys back, or we're just not going to contend in the East this year. Like that that was the reality for them. So I mean I'm glad like that they realize the urgency of you know contending and pleasing Giannis while you have him. But it's also like what choice did they have? It wasn't really a decision in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot. There's there's a lot going on in the East with those teams, and I think everybody's kind of just playing chicken, kind of waiting and seeing what happens. Um, the Nets, Cam Johnson's contract. I looked at it. I looked at the Woj tweet. And I was disgusted, to be honest with you, at first. And then I sat back and I thought, you know, I think they did that before they started to move people. They moved Patty Mills and Joe Harris, created some TPEs, I think. Um, and that's like $26 million off their books, which, like, that, those were good moves by them. I applaud them for that. And it makes me look at the Cam Johnson, you know, giant, what was it, $25, 27000000 million deal per year. Um, it makes me look at that in a little bit better of light, but I don't know. What did you think of the Cam Johnson deal? Be very candid in what you say here. I, I'm interested to hear what you think. Yeah, that – I don't know. It was just a lot of money. It's like Cam Johnson, he's – I mean, he's a typical 3 and D. He's young. He's like 27, I think, so you've got that. But $27 million for a 3 and D was not even – I don't think his 3.1% is even that great. So I don't know. I think at some point they were like, we just want to contend with the team we have and hopefully build yeah. 
star. Maybe trade Ben Simmons is the Todd. Looks like I think that'd be a good good decision. Trade in, Ben Simmons. Yeah, get some poor sucker like Charlotte. Har- I don't know who. I don't know if NBA <laughs> some sucker. What yeah. are the non-spenders? <laughs> oh that might be the only thing that can get Ben Simmons traded. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, they did. They got a little bit younger and more athletic at guard. You move Harris and Mills, like a little bit older. You know, not very athletic guys. Bring in Dennis Smith. Um, I believe they got Lonnie Walker as well in free agency. Those yeah. are solid moves. Like you're adding a little bit of depth, a little bit of, of athleticism in the backcourt. Take a little bit of pressure off Spencer Dinwiddie, which is wild. Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie is his their starting point guard. Still like trying to process that, but. I mean, there's $17 million under the tax. We talked about that giant trade exception they have. I'm, I don't know if they're I don't know if they're done making moves like you said. I mean, Hero is a possibility, but I've been trying to think of other players who might be on the market. Yeah, I don't know. I and I, I think I have anything else on the Nets. I think yeah, the Nets are boring. They are unless they get Hero and then get gets like interesting at least and then the 2019 nets again i mean that's that's exciting yeah <laughs> the suns i mean really like the suns didn't do anything exciting i think it was more like to me it was impressive what they did drew eubanks yuda watanabe um they kept okoji and i think they kept damian lee as well and Bates those are up. all like yeah yeah and they went and got kita up from san antonio was that it was here Free agent, they get him via trade. I think so. They they wait. That I remember, but I think it's the one stat I saw is like his three point percentage is thirty nine percent, which is pretty good for wow. like. I, yeah, need a little bit of that off the bench. Um, I I love the Yuta Watanabe move. I mean, he's a lengthy wing who can yeah. score off the bench. Thank God. And they also got Eric, Eric Gordon. Um, he's ancient. So we're going to see how that works out for them. Um, it's either going to be great and he's going to be everything they needed him to be or he's going to be a liability out there on the court. Um, I, yeah. I think the moves were, you know, they they took me from, all right, this team is going to go plus 15 with their starters on the court and then they're going to come off the floor and this team is just going to be gassed. They're going to be struggling. Like they're going to lose every second half. Um, and now I'm like, you know, this is a team that, the bench is better than it was last year, mm. and they have Bradley Beal instead of Chris Paul, given. But, I mean, I, I like it. I, I'm very impressed with uh, Matt Ishbia and that entire front office. Um, they're they're all in, like we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, and Which I, I mean, love. Being all in is the, is the best you can. Like, like a fan, you want your team to always be all in. And absolutely. that's all you can ask for. Yeah. It, when you see your front office trying, um, it gives you a sense of like, all right, we're either going to lose, like go down swinging, or we're going to win it all. And it's yeah. going to be one of the most gratifying feelings ever. Um, I mean, you got to give Denver the respect, de- defending champions. But if not Denver, you look around the league in the West, it's Phoenix. For sure, yeah. it's Phoenix. That Those two just went, went to six. Um, and, and I mean, when Denver won, Denver won. When Phoenix won, it was like Devin Booker just took over the entire final six minutes of the game and saved yeah. their season. So, yeah, that was basically the two games they won was Katie and Devin Booker just yeah 
being superheroes. Like, we're just going to score like 80% of the time and right. hopefully beat you. So I, I definitely saw Denver as my favorite in the West, uh, but definitely them and then Phoenix and then Giant Gap, maybe Memphis, Sacramento, Golden State, LA. Those those four. I mean, obviously. Who are, who are the other two teams that made the Clippers made it at the Clippers? Uh, at Clippers. The Clippers are going to be interesting. We're going to see what happens with James Harden. Um, this just popped in my head. We totally forgot to talk about the Utah Jazz and the Damian Lillard uh, trade talks. That's another like interesting suitor potentially. What yeah. about Utah? 